Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Today, we've got a good one for you. But before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors, Dudex. So Dudex is a new cryptocurrency derivatives trading platform that aims to provide a fair and professional experience for its users. With third-party market makers and no exchange token or internal trading desks, Dudex creates transparency and puts the customers first. A couple of the features on Dudex include 100x leverage trading, perpetual swaps without expiry date and daily settlement, 100,000 TPS per contract, and most importantly, no KYC. That's right, every crypto trader's favorite words, no KYC. Sign up with the link in the description below to start trading today and receive up to $100 in free Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. Happy trading, guys. All right, guys, before we get started, I just want to remind you to hit the subscribe button below. Uh, I'm dropping two episodes a week and I want to make sure that you get to them and you're able to hear them as soon as they get dropped. And the subscribe button is a perfect way to do that. But let's get to the show. This is episode 54 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today I'm going to be sitting down with Bitcoin Dad. His name's currently Altcoin Dad on Twitter in anticipation of this coming alt season. And we're just going to be talking about his journey through the industry. Uh, you know, he's a bit of a crypto OG. He's been in the space for, I want to say, six or so years. He's seen the ups and downs, and he's really been through it all. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to get into, you know, the, some of the projects that he's working with and why he chose to work with them. And then lastly, he's going to give you some tips on how you can do the same. Because I know a lot of people want to get involved. They want to work with these tokens, these coins. Uh, and so he's going to give you some tips on how you can do that. So let's get into it. So Bitcoin Dad, I know you've changed your Twitter handle uh, as of recently for this upcoming alt season or potential alt season. Um, but before we really jump into the topics I want to discuss, can you just give us a little background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies? All right. Yeah. Um, I was working for an insurance company prior to crypto. I was there for 14 years handling, uh, claims for cars and homes. Um, so really no it background or infosec, which you see a lot of guys nowadays, uh, dabbling in crypto kind of have that uh, computer background which i do not but uh but yeah that's what i was doing there we go yeah it seems to be a lot of either infosec tech that kind of stuff or finance uh but you were working at an insurance company and uh you've been around for a while you've been on the scene for a while so can you just give my audience you know an idea of when you got introduced to crypto and how that happened yeah, yeah, it was uh, actually about six years ago to uh, to the day. Uh, I would say probably later in November uh, 2013, uh, was at work <laughs> uh, surfing the, the internet and just saw an article on, on Yahoo about Bitcoin, started reading up on it and kind of went down that rabbit hole. And, um, you know, it was a hobby at the time to where I was kind of researching projects. And, uh, you know, I, I went into Bitcoin, but ultimately altcoins is kind of where i thought the most potential was to to make profit so i uh, bought bitcoin and bought litecoin right away 
Um, and then just kind of, like I said, went down that rabbit hole, started dabbling with alts and, uh, was a, a wild ride. But like I said, uh, starting as a hobby would never thought it would turn into a, a full-time job for me. Yeah. It's crazy how far this industry has really come. I mean, you've been here for six years, so you've seen the ups and downs. Uh, you said, you know, your interest was peaked with Bitcoin and then you kind of got into the altcoin scene. Um, a lot of those altcoins in the last six years have died off. Bitcoin's, you know, kind of tried and true and tested, but there was a ton of money to be made with alts. Uh, so congratulations on being an early adopter. It's really great to hear from some of you guys um, because I know a lot of my audience is a little bit newer. Uh, they've found okay. cryptocurrencies in the past couple years, I would say. Um, so I yeah. appreciate you coming on. Th things things have definitely changed. No, I appreciate it. I mean, things have definitely changed from six years ago, you know, and I've gone through that whole, uh, you know, noob cycle, I guess you could say, too, uh, looking for those, you know, those pump groups and, you know, what are they going to pump next? And next thing you know, you're buying the top and you're down 50%, you know, an hour later. And, you know, so I, I've gone through those, those, those hardships also, which I think a lot of people, uh, you know, want to kind of get rich quick. Um, you know, when they initially get into the space, you know, they, they see and hear people making all this money and, you know, they want it, you know, next week type of thing. Um, and that was a lesson to be learned that, Hey, you know, it, it's not going to happen next week. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Uh, but with time and patience and, and hard work, uh, it could really pay off. So I've gone through the growing pains that I think a lot of new people coming into the space do, um, you know, uh, just what to, to invest in, what not to invest in. Obviously, don't go chase the pumps. Uh, you know, don't go for the pump groups, which I, I don't think are around as, as often. I, I get Discord messages every so often, um, but I don't think they're as... Uh, popular as they were back in 2013 2014 type of thing no definitely not i mean i like you said i i do get a the occasional message but for the most part they've pretty much left the scene um so psa don't don't do it <laughs> you're yeah. more than likely gonna end up uh, buying the top and you're gonna feel the pain and you're definitely not gonna get rich quick uh chasing those that's for sure um you know my, my main thing was hey just you know uh jump into a project that you know you feel is is going to be make a difference um and that they have a hard-working team uh, a strong community um and you know you don't want to yeah it's a fine line you don't want to fall in love with the bag because obviously you know you'll hold the top all the way down to the bottom again so you got to learn to to like a project but not fall in love with it necessarily and um it, it is a fine line to kind of determine hey i'm going to take some profits at this point uh maybe hold a little bit whether it's for uh you know a moon bag you know a lot of people say uh you know for those crazy you know tops that end up happening at times especially during all season i completely agree so yeah i mean there were those people that made a killing on these pumps and dumps but it's a very small portion of the population and like you're saying you really do want to do your research find these solid projects invest set sell targets yep. and then maybe keep a moon bag if you're a little bit more of a degenerate gambler um just to be safe but okay so some of these projects i can you just give my audience you know a rundown on some of the projects you've worked with in the past and what you're working on now Sure. Um, well, in the past, uh, yeah, I still do work with uh, Moshimo, um, uh, which is a, a project that was launched a little more than a year ago. Um, so I am a, a core contributor 
uh, kind of give them insight with some marketing things, um, try to help out where I can, whether it's reaching out to exchanges or helping the community. Um, but that's kind of the role that I, that I have with them. Um, also Veil, which is kind of the same type of uh, role. Um, it's more of an advisor role. So basically, uh, you know, a lot of team calls, uh, going over some of their ideas, giving my input with what I feel might or might not work out and how to optimize, uh, you know, usability and uh, just getting people on board. There we go. So you talked about the two that you're working on, which is Moshimo and Vale or Mochimo and Vale. Um, yep. What about previous stuff? Have you? Uh, I haven't uh, worked with any projects, uh, at least officially. I mean, I, I've talked to developers and, and talked to projects and kind of give them what I thought you know would be beneficial, what exchanges might be good to reach out to um, over the, over the years, but nothing official. There we go. So after after multiple years in the space, you've you've you know found your rhythm. You understand the industry and now you've started to work with these two projects specifically um and you mentioned that you're um that you're an advisor for veil and you kind of talked about some of the stuff that you've done uh, you know you're on team calls you're giving your input uh but this term advisor is so broad so can you kind of elaborate on maybe a little bit more of what you're doing with veil um i mean that's pretty much the gist of it i mean i'm involved in the team talks they, they have a, a really a uh, big core uh, of developers and, and team in general. Uh, so there's a lot of chatter back and forth. I mean, I'm not the the tech type of guy, obviously, with my background. Um, you know, that's not my, necessarily my forte. I'm not a coder. Or, um, you know, a lot of the tech kind of goes over my head. Uh, but it's more of the marketing and, um, you know, just trying to build the community, um, making people aware of the project and, and giving my input in regards to what I feel uh, would or wouldn't be beneficial for the project to uh, for for its growth. Okay, so yeah, you you've been around for a while. You've got the insight, and you've kind of just taken this role to help them grow. Um, and you mentioned that you're not a tech guy. I'm not either. I started in finance, so tech the tech side of things is a little bit hard for me. Um, and I think that's true for a lot of people in this industry. Um, <laughs> and so for those people who are maybe trying to work with these projects come on as advisors, fit in where they can get in. Do you have any tips on how they can kind of follow in your footsteps and find these kind of roles? Um, you know, the roles have kind of been presented to me. Um, I, so I haven't really went out and seeked roles. Um, I think maybe just with uh, my longstanding in, you know, in crypto in general, uh, my presence on Twitter, uh, just I guess my reputation, um, you know, to where uh, I, I've been talking to developers over the time and, and what have you. And they said, hey, you know, if you're interested, you know, we'd like to have you on board to kind of help out. And, you know, wherever they have a need that they feel I could help, they'll throw it out there. And, you know, I, I accept or, or decline, um, you know, or say, hey, you know, I, I'll help you on the side. But, you know, I really don't want to do anything full time or, uh, you know be officially on the team so the two have kind of been presented to me um veil was just kind of like a recommendation of, of others on the team um and uh, moshimo was um kind of the same where one of their guys reached out to me i met him at wcc last year in vegas we talked went over some things and then you know could start kind of start talking with the core team and uh you know what my role would be and what i could kind of bring to the table 
Got it. Yeah, I mean, so you have you have a very large following. I think people know who you are in the industry, so it might come a little bit easier. Uh, for myself personally, I've got you know somewhat of a smaller account. Uh, so for anyone out there who's listening who kind of wants to get involved, um, I now am working with a project, Dudex. It's an exchange. And what I did was I just, you know, I started reaching out to as many people as possible. I put together a list of, you know, who I was targeting, uh, some of the things that I could offer, my skills, and then just hit everyone at the same time. You know, this is what I can do. Let me help you. Um, and then we've formed a relationship through that. Um, but okay, so so you said yeah. you had a couple people recommend these two to you. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit on why you chose these projects, you know, how you do the vetting process. Cause I talk to a lot of people who say they've got, you know, projects in their DMS pretty consistently and they do their best to vet these projects, but sometimes it's a little bit of a gamble and they don't really know, you know, how to properly vet them. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that again is, you know, can be risky, you know, in the past, um, you know, up until, you know, a, a year ago, six months ago, I, I didn't officially work with any projects due, due to that. You know, I, I wasn't aware of who was behind the project. I, I didn't know where they were going with things. Did I want my name tied to it? Um, you know, did I really want to get involved with something that I wasn't really sure where it was going to go, if it was a scam? You know, and you know, that's one of the unfortunate things with a lot of these people you don't know what their intentions are. You don't know uh, if they legitimately want to uh, make their project work and have uh, its longevity. So um, that's one of the reasons why I really didn't work with anything till recently, uh, just for that reason. But at the same time, you know, I do want to try to expand, um, you know, wh- what I do here in crypto, other than just trading for myself. Uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy helping people and, you know, over time I've, you know, tried to help as many people as I can who reached out via DM. But, you know, when the ICO craze was going on, you know, getting these crazy lucrative offers to push these ICOs that I declined pretty much every one of them um, just for that reason. I, I don't want my name attached to to some of those things. So, um, you know, that that was kind of was holding me back up until now. But the the current projects. um and and kind of how I went about it. Veil is, you know, basically due to the fact that I know a lot of people on the team. A lot of people have been around for a long time. So I trust their, um, you know, their decision to join the team. Um, I'm familiar with the developer who's been around for a long time also, uh, was part of the Pivx team. Um, so, and, and I met in Vegas also. So, you know, me interacting with these people face to face versus you know, over the internet or on the phone, you know, I feel a little more comfortable. The people that are already supporting the project, the people that have been around for a long time also, and people that I respect that are on the team helps make my decision a little bit better also. So that's, those are things that kind of swayed me to say, Hey, you know, let me join this team. There's people I respect on the team that I know aren't shady characters and, and are in it for the right reason. So first, you kind of talked about this fact that you don't know, you know, what these people's intentions are when they're reaching out to you, if you don't know anyone on the team. And it's a bit of a double edged sword, because, you know, everyone comes at you with these offers, and they sound like their intentions are pure. And, you know, you Mm -hmm. go and you want to help them and you want to grow the space. And then it ends up being that they are scammers. And then you kind of get 
you know, looped in with these people. Oh, he was promoting a scam. This guy's a scammer as well. Um, and I, I feel like that can be a little tough and the community is a little bit harsh in that sense. Um, but then you talked yeah. about the fact that, you know, these people on the team, uh, you've networked with them for a while. They're, they've been in the industry for a very long time and then meeting them, you know, face to face, just not over the internet has really helped you to say, okay, I do want to work with this project. And yeah, the feeling more comfortable about it for sure. So yeah, no, I agree. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, those were big pieces, uh, to make these decisions. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that there still is a lot of scammers out there. People forget some of the scams that happened back in the day. Some of the people who, who did their own ICOs and the project just failed and they kind of ran off with the money. They're still around. Um, and you know, it, it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, they, they catch some heat at the time, but after a couple of years, people kind of seem to forget about that stuff. Everyone in this industry seems to have a very, very short, you know, attention span and, you know, memory in my, in my opinion, um, because we see it, like you're yeah. saying, we see it constantly where projects exit scam, people create these ICOs and then kind of just fades off into nothing. And then, you know, it's on to the next one. Um, but exactly. Exactly. I, so again, I, I really just want to touch on the fact that you, you know, to anyone out there who's kind of considering taking on an advisory role or a sponsorship, uh, you know, you got to do your research, put, put some effort into one researching the team two researching the project. Obviously, you know, there's this gray area where you're not going to be completely sure that this is going to be successful or that, you know, bad things aren't going to happen down the road. Um, but you know, start with the research and then also use your network. Uh, when I took on the Dudex sponsorship, I was reaching out to as many people as I could. Hey, what do you think of this exchange? They're, you know, talking about doing a sponsorship for the podcast and I got some negative feedback, but then I got some very positive feedback. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, I heard and, some crash in the background. Are you okay over there? Oh yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, just a little background noise. But okay. uh, and 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 to chime in, I, I'm uh, I'm sponsored by Dudex also, so um, you know that is something that you know I feel could be a good platform. Obviously, it's in the early stages. Um, I've known Bitlord for a while. And, uh, you know, talking with him, uh, I met with him and Bo, who's the CEO at WCC. So, again, you know, I, I have that person who's been around for a while, um, you know, kind of throwing this out there at me and saying, hey, you know, we have this up and coming. We could use your support. Then going out, meeting the CEO, talking to him, uh, getting his background uh, makes me a little more comfortable, um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm thin skinned, but I don't like to get the heat from the people. You know, maybe that's why I kind of didn't really take on a lot of these roles over time, um, you know, because I have got some slack for, you know, for supporting. And I'm sure you have also, um, you know, the people that, uh, you know, about the referral links and getting paid or whatever they're throwing out there. So I don't necessarily want a negative overview on things, but you know, looking back in the day, you know, I passed up on, you know, people maximized on, you know, BitMEX or Binance um, and, you know, referring people to those exchanges that ended up being the largest exchanges right now and sucked all the liquidity out of everything else. I stayed on Bittrex and Poloniex and, you know, other smaller exchanges, but was just kind of like, eh, you know, fuck Binance, you know, BitMEX, whatever, you know, but uh, 
I feel that this could be a good opportunity to get in something that could be big at the, at the ground floor. And, uh, you know, and that's why I feel it's a good opportunity for me to support the, the site. I, I'm in the same boat. You know, I talked with Bo. We had uh, we did a podcast episode where I talked with him, kind of got his background. And then that's after that, I was like, OK, I, I think I can accept this sponsorship. And I, too, wanted to get in early on, you know, one of these upcoming exchanges. And, you know, you and I both don't know where this exchange is headed. We've taken on, you know, these sponsorships and these roles because we believe that they're going to do well. But, you know, there's no telling the future. We don't have a crystal ball. Um, and I just want people yeah. to understand that it's, you know, it's not a guarantee and not to, yeah. you know, throw shade or, you know, give people who have taken on these uh, sponsorship roles a harder time than they need to get. Um it seems that people don't remember the good things that you do and just kind of bring up the bad things. You know what I mean? It's not like, hey, Bitcoin Dad's a good guy. I've known he's been doing this for six years. He's always willing to help. He's had, you know, good picks in the past. He's he supported projects that did well. Whatever the case may be, it's always like, oh, you know, he's trying to shill this thing. You know, it's obviously a scam or, you know, whatever. So it, it, it it's kind of a bummer that unfortunately a lot of people just kind of remember the bad things. Um, or give you, you know, shit for something that they might not agree with um, and not really know, hey, you know, this guy's been around. He hasn't done anything like this before. He's, uh, you know, trying to stay true to everybody and, and be straightforward, um, be honest and, and upfront about things and, and help out whoever he can. So it is kind of a bummer that, you know, you do catch some some shit for supporting some things that you might feel is up and coming and has a lot of potential. Um, but unfortunately not everybody's going to see that the same way. It's a, it's a tough industry, man. And you know, we can't please everybody. So I think exactly, you know, just sticking and, true and to your, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was saying after six years, I mean, I, I've learned to, to know that <laughs> you're not going to make everybody happy. You know, you could, uh, you know, you could give somebody a coin early on and it goes up, uh, you know, a hundred percent and, you know, a thousand percent, whatever. And somebody's always, you know, going to bitch about something, you know, Oh, why did I sell here? You know, you should have told me this or that, you know, there's definitely a lot of hand holding that seems like, you know, people want and you can't always give, you know, they want you know, price targets and when you're going to exit. And a lot of it's just, you know, determining at the time, you think things are stalling out and even then you know I, i've had good trades i've sold and then it's ran another hundreds of, of percent thousands of percent you know and you know i don't know if there's any way that somebody could tell hey this is going to be done and, and then you know it's going to dump after this um so you know it, it is something that you just kind of learn with time um sometimes you make good calls sometimes you make bad calls but uh you know it, like i said you just can't make everybody happy sometimes Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I've you know on on the other side of that, not only on the side where it pumps, but on the side where it completely dumps. You know, I've I've purchased coins. I've talked to people about coins that I you know wholeheartedly believed in, and they have just completely shit the bed. So yeah. I mean, I my my intention is right, and I think that's what's important. Is if you do your research, you talk to the team, your intention is right, and you're looking to help people. Um, then, you know, if it goes the wrong way or things go south, you know, there will be the next one and you've done your yep. best to kind of help the community in a way that you see fit at the time. 
Um, yep. And obviously, you know, risk management is the main thing. You don't want to go all in on a certain project because obviously if that goes south, then you're in deep shit. So um, obviously diversify, you know, the coins you hold. If one doesn't work out for you, then obviously you have your other coins that you, you know, have faith in, um, you know, to kind of bail you out, I guess you could say. Exactly. I, I preach, you know, diversification. Some people are like, oh, no, I, I need to go all in on one coin because I need to make this amount of money. And I, I, I don't buy it. I'm a little bit more risk averse, yeah. even though yeah. I'm invested and, in cryptocurrencies. But again, I will admit, you know, early on, I did stupid shit like that, you know, and it, it's something that you learn. It's like, hey, I, I only have a handful of coins and really heavy in one, uh, you know, like Zeta coin, for instance. I don't know if you were around back then or if you're familiar with the backdrop, but, um, you know, that was something that turned out to be a complete mess. Um, and, you know, I got caught up in, in that pretty, pretty good. So, you know, it, it's just those, those that you kind of learn the lesson and, you know, six years in, I'm still learning along the way, you know, it's not like, you know, I, I can't, I don't think anybody can say, Hey, I don't ever make a mistake. I don't ever make a bad trade. Um, you know, I, I think it's just impossible at this point. So six years in, I'm still learning. Uh, there's still lessons to be learned. Uh, you know, I did well in 2017, but, you know, could have done better if, you know, you cut the cord with everything, obviously, <laughs> two-year bear market since then um, has stung on paper. But, uh, you know, ultimately, it's just another lesson to be learned. It's just another up and down in this kind of roller coaster. But uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, six years in, that's, that is a long time. But at the same time, no one's really an expert and everyone's still learning and making mistakes. And I think people forget that sometimes. But yeah. um, okay, so, so we talked about the projects that you're working on, kind of why you get involved with them, how you've gotten involved. Um, can you just give my audience your biggest tip um, if they want to get involved and start working with a currency or a token, I know we've gone over a ton of them, but I just want to reiterate yeah. and recap your biggest tip. Yeah, I, I would say just be, I guess, be hesitant. You know, I mean, you don't want to, you know, be blindsided by something really bad that's going to take place. Um, don't invest a lot of money into these projects because you think you have insider knowledge or something like that still be level-headed, still be diverse, don't go all in, um, and try to help out wherever you can. Uh, you know, if you have strong points, let them know what they are, you know, whether it's marketing or networking or community type stuff, or, uh, whether, you know, uh, you know, ways to go about, you know, exchanges, everybody's looking to try to get added to new exchanges. And it's so hard nowadays versus, you know, some, you know, four or five years ago. Um, but, uh, just look at your strong points, be hesitant, you know, don't be afraid to talk to the developers. I know when I started, I was like, why would they want to talk to me? But you'd be surprised. Um, most developers are more than willing to to talk to uh, investors or people that are interested in the project to explain, um, you know, where they're at, what their background is, what they want to do, you know, with the project, where they want to take it type of things. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to reach out. And uh, those are my main things. And, and I, like I said, be hesitant, scrutinize the project. Um, but if you feel comfortable, I, I wouldn't say, hey, day one, you know, join a project, talk to them for some time, follow the project, research it, research these guys and their background. Have they had three other coins that they launched that were total flops or, you know, whatever. So I, I would be hesitant in regards to 
some of those things and do your due diligence just like you were doing an investment because ultimately you're investing in um, your name, um, you know, to, to be part of what you're joining. Yeah, man, those are those are two super great points there that you mentioned. The, the first one being be hesitant. Uh, I know myself personally, I've had, you know, a number of projects reach out. Hey, we want to sponsor. Can you work with the team? And, you know, I, I at first, you know, when I didn't have a sponsor, it was almost I almost wanted to just say yes to everything. And then I kind of took a step back and I was like, wait a minute, like this is my name. This is my reputation. Let me do some research and let me find something that fits well for both of us, not just, you know, I, I'm getting a payday. Um, and I think so many people are just looking for that quick payday, especially with this bear market that we've seen, that they accept pretty much any project. Uh, so I like that. Yep. I, I really like that. Um, and then the second one, which not many people have talked about on the show, it's episode, you know, I've done 49 episodes. I think I've got a couple recorded that I haven't put out yet. And then that second one was, you know, talk to the devs. I, I feel like so few people do this and they're so willing to help and talk to you and kind of explain things. And I know not everyone's super, you know, you know, tech heavy, tech based, their knowledge isn't super strong, but you can reach out and talk to these guys. Uh, don't be scared to do it because, you know, they want to get their project out there as well. And so they'll take the time to talk to you and kind of walk, walk you through everything. Um, yep. So I think those are two fantastic no, I, tips. I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, that was a, a thing that I thought that, hey, why would they want to talk to me? But when you think about it, that, you know, they want to talk to as many people as possible and, and get the word out and let them know, uh, you know, what features their project have or what they have in the pipeline or, uh, you know, their white paper or whatever the case may be. They're, they're more than willing to, to talk to people about it. So don't uh, don't don't hesitate to reach out to those guys. Exactly, man. Um, and okay, so now before we go, um, I, you know, I like to ask all of my guests this, and it's usually in a different order. Uh, but can you just give us what you're excited for in the next 12 months? Anything big you've got in your pipeline that you want to share with my audience? Uh, personally, I really have nothing big, um, in the works. I mean, other than kind of what I'm currently working on, um, you know, I'm just, uh, kind of hanging in there and, and, you know, researching projects, trying to keep up on the new projects that are coming out. Um, so I'm hoping for, uh, obviously a turnaround in, in the markets. Uh, that's for sure. I really think that, uh, you know, even somebody who's been around for as long as I have, uh, the despairs there, you know, feels a lot like 2015, 2016, where, Hey, is this ever going to turn around? Is this done? Are we, you know, dead now? You know, is it only going to be the top 50 that survive? You know, obviously we have so many different coins out nowadays. Um, so, you know, and, and you kind of have to adapt. You know, I think that's the thing, too. If you've been around for a long time, you have to adapt to the newer projects. You have to adapt um, and not necessarily be comfortable with the projects that you've liked in the past you know I, i'm kind of old school where i like the florin coins or geo coin or you know coins have been around for a long time that they're established that they're still developing um but broaden your horizons to kind of uh be open to the newer coins that are coming out too which is kind of one of my downfalls that i need to really jump into get into the newer coins um seems like there's a lot of action on kucoin right now and a lot of coins that i'm just not familiar with that i just need to kind of jump in and you know you, you kind of almost have to just go 
down the list on the exchange and, and start researching each one. You know, you almost have to. I remember back in the day just going through Bitcoin talk and seeing the new launches and going into the forum and see what it's all about, see when it was launched, see what the emission curve is, see how many coins they got going, how many miners are on it. You know, so you almost have to kind of go down the line and just look at each project individually and see if something catches your eye. Yeah, I feel like every day on Twitter, there's a new project I've never heard of and everybody's talking about it and, you know, there's a ton of hype around it. And I, I, I attribute that kind of a little bit to my own laziness. Sometimes I just don't want to go through the lists and I don't want to do that research. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you said you're excited for hopefully a turnaround. You've changed your name to Altcoin Dad and uh, I think alt season is slowly approaching and I think it's a much needed alt season. Like you said, that despair is definitely there. I see a lot of people yeah. hurting, myself included. Um, yeah. So I, I appreciate you giving us a little bit of you know what you're excited for, what you're looking forward to in the future. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want my audience to know? Um, no, not necessarily. I think we kind of touched base with a lot of different things. I mean, the main thing is... Uh, you know, just to keep grinding and not to give up. Um, you know, I, I was at a point where I was pretty much ready to call it quits myself. Um, I didn't. And, you know, this ended up turning into a life-changing thing for me. So, um, you know, times will get tough. Um, you know, there isn't going to be like, hey, this is, you know, this is great 100% of the time. You know, it's not always going to be like that. So there are going to be tough times, but I would say hang in there. If you believe ultimately in in the technology, cryptocurrencies in general, Bitcoin in general, um, you know, hang in there and, uh, you know, you almost kind of have to stash it away and forget about it. I mean, it, I guess that's more of Bitcoin than altcoins. You can't really just stash away altcoins necessarily. And some of them, you know, not keep up on what they're what they're doing because things could change real quick. But, you know, people did really well just by stashing away some altcoins before the big run in 2017 too so you know it, it could work both ways but obviously you want to try to keep up with what's going on and make sure that the the team hasn't just uh you know fell apart in the meantime <laughs> yeah yeah the i mean you can stash coins away and they can just uh you know exit scam or they can stop development and uh that's the end yeah. of that so definitely stay up on your alts bitcoin's a little bit of a more safe yeah. bet um but perfect closing words. I, I really appreciate that. And I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, I feel like my audience is going to be really stoked on hearing from someone who's been in the industry for, you know, close to six years now. Yep. No, I appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out to me. It's always good uh, talking with uh, another crypto guy and, uh, you know, kind of giving my input on things. So my main thing is just hang in there, guys. Um, you know, better times are ahead, I feel. Uh, be picky with your 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 bags. Don't fall in love with them. And uh, I think you guys will be in good shape. Right on, man. Again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the show's for you guys. I make it for you guys. Um, and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So uh, I really do want to thank you for that. Um, and you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, it would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media? You know, if, if there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. 
Um, so thanks again for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode.